1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. This body I have right now, and the one that you have now, will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. You can work out five times a day, which I'm sorry I don't. You can do yoga, and I don't do that either. Uh, You can be a vegan, and I'm not that either, I'm sorry. (laughs) I love meat. Still, your body will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. This body is a mortal body, it's corrupt, it's a sinful body. This is the last thing, this body, this is the last thing that will have to change before we enter the kingdom of heaven. We receive the new heart, we receive the new spirit, we're a new creation, but still we're stuck in this body. So the good news is that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So this corruptible and sinful body will put on incorruption and will become mortal, will be a mortal body. The next verse in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now Paul says this 28 times in in the New Testament. It's the Greek word mysterion, which means that the New Testament is not something that is new in a sense. It is a revelation of so many things that we already have been given in the old. That's why it's a mystery. A mystery is something that is being revealed, that was there but never understood. So, what does it mean when we come to faith in Christ? The death is no longer a word to use. When a believer dies, let's say, we go out across the road out here and we buy a car. We die. But what happens? The spirit isn't dead. The soul's not dead. It's the body. And the spirit goes straight to the presence of Jesus. And in 2 Corinthians 5.8 it says, to be absent from the body is to be what? present with the Lord the number of things that a Christian that things bring sorry the number of things that bring a Christian change in our lives would be nearly impossible to count we would be constantly thinking of the ways that our lives are different because we know Christ there are very very big things like going to heaven there are smaller things like not having a spirit of fear in 2 Timothy 1.7 one of the big, big things that knowing Jesus changes us, changes our understanding and the perspective of death. Hebrews 2:14 to 15 says this, and I'm reading from the New Passion Testament, or the Passion Testament, because I, I use the Passion Testament sometimes to open up the Word a bit more, and I love it. If you can get hold of the Passion Testament and read. The 23rd Psalm, it is beautiful. Since all these children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became fully human to identify with us. He did this so he could experience death 
annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing Jesus, he sets us free, sets free those who live for their entire lives in the bondage of tormenting dread of death. For the Christian, death is no longer something that will bind us to fear. To lose a loved one is still painful and sorrow, sorrowful, and grief is the right response. But death no longer has its power. We as Christians have realised, have been released from the power of death. I'll continue to read 1 Corinthians 15, but I'll restart again at verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God, nor does corruption enter, inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Amen. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up, in victory. Oh death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is your victory? Early Christians had a view of death that was exclusive from the rest of the world. Because of the resurrection of Jesus and his conquest over the grave, they understood that the grave was temporarily holding the place of the bodies of those souls that already departed for heaven. The early church understood that someday there would be a reunification of the soul and the body. But the new body would not be the one that was subject to death. It would be immortal, incorruptible. This aspect of being a Christian is why they referred to death as sleep, a temporary state. Daniel 12.2, Daniel knew about it. How many of those who sleep in the dust of the death of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. And First Thessalonians 4.14 For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. The Bible does not teach that we have, nor do we teach, in soul sleep or a state of limbo after death. When a Christian dies, their soul goes immediately into the presence of the Lord in heaven while their body sleeps in the earth. And from 1 Thessalonians 4.13-18 I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will will descend from the heaven and shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with those 
them in the clouds who meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Someday the body of those who died in Christ will be resurrected and reunited with their souls. Then they along with those who are alive and remaining at the time of the rapture will put on immortality and live forever in a glorified state with bodies like Christ. Now someone say that the rapture doesn't appear in the scripture. In our English Bibles, no it doesn't. The Greek word used here is hapazo, which means to snatch or take away. The Latin translation for this verse used the word rapturo. This is where we get the word rapture. It is used to describe how the spirit caught up Philip near Gaza and brought him to Caesarea in Acts 8.39, which says, Now when they came out out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so the eunuch saw him no more. And to describe Paul's experience of being caught up into the third heaven in 2 Corinthians 12.2-4. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body... I do not know, or whether in the body I do not know. Sorry, whether in the body or whether in the without without the body, I do not know. Such a one was caught up in the third heaven. And there can be no doubt about the word that is used in First Thessalonians four seventeen to indicate the actual removal of people into heaven. Then we who are alive and remain still caught up together. I'll read that again. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together, that's raptured, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall be always with the Lord. One of the very big things that being a Christian has given us is that the pain of sorrow and death of a loved one who is a believer is not a helpless sorrow. The body is in the grave but the soul is with the Lord and someday the dead in Christ and the living in Christ will rise again. Because they know and knew Christ, we will meet Christ in the air and enter an ending season of being with the Lord and like Christ. In other words, knowing Christ changes everything, even to the degree of fearing death. Death has been defeated. For this and other reasons are why it is beyond ridiculous to say that the Christian life is a boring and pleasureless life. The truth is, Christian life is the only one where life's biggest fear has lost its sting. The Christian doesn't have to wonder what happens after they die. The one who saved them has already proven it. Only the Christian has the comfort of this proven truth and a host of other benefits from knowing him. Excuse me for a minute. It landed like that. In John, First uh, John five eleven and thirteen, and this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You know, what's happening in the world right now um, 
is causing a lot of people to have fear. But maybe the whole world's looking at the Christians because we don't have fear. We don't have fear of death. If we do, what advantage do we have over those who fear? How can we give them hope and the amazing promises and the great joy of salvation and peace that passes all understanding? Then we ourselves don't exercise that joy or that peace. The Bible says that in these times we should have power, we should have love, and we should have a sound mind. Isaiah 41.13 says, For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. That is the conclusion of the scripture message. And I, several weeks, I pondered how I was going to move from the scripture message to uh, a Gideon message. Yes, uh, Friday, my wife and I attended the Faith Lutheran College, you know it all just down the road here, to distribute the New Testament Psalms and Proverbs to them, to the Year 7 students. Now, I was encouraged to see how enthusiastic they were to receive that word. They all come out very polite. Uh, thank you for it. There are only a few who didn't receive it. Um, but it was really, really an up, you know, uplifting time to go, and it is, when we go to schools like that and distribute the New Testament to schools, students, Year 7 school students, uh, it's uplifting to us because we can see how many want to receive it. And as we're walking out, there were students holding up their little New Testament saying, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, so it was really good. Uh, last year, the local Bayside camp of the Gideons distributed nearly 1,800 Bibles, uh, New Testament, sorry, in 16 high schools and a TAFE college. Um, now... I'm just going to share with you a couple of testimonies. Um, Elliot found himself in a hotel room. His wife had locked him out of the house. He realised he had failed as a husband and as a father. He had a gun and he was complimenting committing suicide and put an end to his life. Went to a hotel room. and In that hotel room, he found a Gideon Bible that was open on top of the television set so he flicked it on the floor he tried to kick it under the bed but the bed base went right down to the floor so it wouldn't go and as he bent down to pick it up it was open at John uh, 15 sorry 14 and he looked at it and he read the verse 27 peace I leave with you my peace I give you not as the world gives you do I give you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid. He continued to read that Bible that night. He didn't commit suicide. He came to salvation in Jesus Christ. It said, he says, it literally began a process of healing that eventually led to reconciliation with his whole family. I thank God for this saving me and for Gideon's for being so faithful. Now Gideon placed the Bible in a hotel room one of many test- this is one of many testimonies we see from around the world in more than 200 countries which were evident. And this comes from Debbie. Debbie found a little testament like this one. 
on her husband's home office desk. She began to read it, and after reading it, she accepted Jesus into her life. In the back here, Debbie says, I read the prayer of acceptance. I thought it was so easy, I said it twice. She led Alan, her husband Alan, their two sons, Alan's parents and her parents, and several of their friends and Alan's work friend mates to Christ through that one little testament. Debbie said, I praise God for that little testament. Gideon's um, have, I mean, this morning as you came in, you would have received, hopefully, a Gideon card. We call them expression cards. They're free to you. Um, It's how Gideon's get support for distributive Bibles throughout the world. Any any money that comes, or any finances that come in through the cards and through churches, any offerings we get in that way go solely for scriptures. The um, Gideons in the Gideon head office in Canberra, that is supported by the Gideon members. We support that ministry in Canberra where the office is. So no money comes out for administration out of the script, out of the, any finances to come in. It's solely used for scriptures. Um, now, also there you'll see um, there's a friend of Gideon's sign up there with brochures like this. Um, we have an opportunity for you to uh, pray for the Gideon ministry. If you leave your name, email address and uh, phone number and postcode, um, you will get uh, emails from Gideon's head office, prayer points to pray for the Gideons each month. Um, there's also continues on where you can financially support Gideon's in some way through the Friends of Gideon's. Um, I think the minimum is $12.50 a month will supply 75 New Testaments like this to be distributed to school students overseas. That'll cover approximately, well, in Australia, it'll cover approximately three classrooms. Um, And you have the opportunity to receive uh, a Gideon New Testament with a book called Share Jesus Without Fear. I found that book really good help share Jesus without fear. It's got five questions that you can ask and it doesn't matter in what, how you ask them, in what you know, position you ask them, there's always some way of opening it up more from the answer that's given. So it's really good and it's an opportunity to buy more scriptures from Gideon's themselves. So just uh, take time to put your name down there if you want to pray and take one of those brochures so you can read more about supporting the Gideons financially. Um, and the cards, they support the Gideons there too. Prayer. Gideons need prayer. We need prayer because we've got to get into other countries. There's another 70-odd countries we need to get into. Most of them are um, Islamic countries. They're restricting the Gideons getting in there, so most of them are that. So just pray for that, for open doors. Um, Yeah, open doors here in in this area too, into uh, schools, the hospitals, nursing homes, doctors, to place the the Bibles again after COVID. Uh, We need open doors there. Softening of hearts, pray for that. 
new opportunities for the Gideons and for ourselves also for a divine appointment for somebody to come across our path to witness to them. For new members, Gideons, <laughs> we're getting old. I'm 78. I'm getting old. <laughs> My wife and I have been in Gideons for 22 years. Um, there are other members who have been in it for much longer than that. We have life members as well. But we're getting older and we need new members, new younger business, professional businessmen and their wives, and um, so we need new members. We have, um, for those who have... I didn't bring my phone up, but it doesn't matter. For those that have a, um, a smartphone, Gideon's has a Bible app. Uh, and you just ought to go to... If you've got an Apple, just go on to Apple's. If Android, just go on to whatever... App store you get, you got. Type in uh, Gideon Bible app and it'll come up uh, and just click it and it'll download the app onto your phone. There are three translations of the Bible in there King James, New King James, and um, English Standard Version. Um, there are, it's translated into one, over 1700 languages, written languages, and it's also on audio. So, and you can download the audio scripture, like a verse, like not the verse, a chapter at a time, down onto your phone. So, if you're going somewhere where you're not going to get a signal, and you want somebody with, who doesn't understand English to know about Jesus, then download that onto your phone and take it with you. It's always there on the phone. So, it's a really great app. We just want to thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to share with you. Thank you. For um, yeah, being here this morning, and thank you again for the worship. It was really great. Thank you, thank you very much.